Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley. Cody Bradley of the Blue Testament with a header. Putting Team Harland up 1-0 with 30 seconds remaining. I am here with Thad Bell, Robert Russert, and I've got Mike Kuhn and David Greenwald here as well. We have a, a full podcast here. We're going to talk about the media game. We're going to talk about the current. We're going to talk about sporting getting a win. And climbing out of the cellar, no more wooden spoon stuff, guys. It's, it's going to be a good week. It's, it's all good, good stuff. It's all good stuff here tonight. All good stuff this week. Well, like I said, I saw it on the field, and it looked majestic. You're just rising up there like, like a stud and putting the ball away. Very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. Thank you. No, it, it was a good header, Cody. I'm absolutely going to give that to you, man. No problem, even if it was offside. And I can hear the butt on your lips waiting to come out. <laughs> So, Cody, I have a few thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. the first of which, extremely well taken. Kudos to you. Uh, I've tweeted at Soccer Trigonometry so that they can do the math for you to prove that you were offside. <laughs> but here's my question, and I I know that – I don't know if Nate listens or sometimes listens or, or the frequency at which he uh, consumes our product, but he celebrated your goal harder than you did, and I want to know why. <laughs> He he had he had like forty kids for like he had his daughter's entire youth team there with him 
at the game. That's where he was running over to celebrate was with all the girls from his yeah. daughter's team. Yeah, I didn't basically. actually, I didn't actually even see that happen while it was out there. So you know what, whatever. He was actually talking about, uh, you know, it was a big night for that team of girls. Like he was like trying to make dreams and like you know make lifetime memories and inspire some little girls to a lifetime career of soccer. So and I'm, dang I'm, it, Cody, you I'm were cool part of with that, him. Man. Doing it, right? You played yes. your part. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that's also how you become bigger in media is by celebrating more, whether it's your mm-hmm. actual finish or not. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, that's a valid but Nate, point. Nate made a good cross. No, no argument there. But yeah, yes, that he was should have ran to you. It was a it was a, a a perfect cross. I found him after the game, and he said, "He said, Cody, we made love there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so clearly no disrespect in the celebration, but I saw you wave your hands too for the ball. You're like, oh. hey, I'm open, I'm I'm right here. Yeah, and he yeah. honest, if I'm being honest, he get, he snubbed me with the like a play before that. He looked up and saw me, uh, and then didn't uh, do it. Made a little made a little move, worked it around the wing." And that one, it was just like it was. He saw me standing next to Chad, and like he wasn't going to make that mistake again. He saw the mismatch of me standing next to Chad there. So, (laughs) I I do remember on a corner kick though, you were on the front post, and when I came over to mark you, you decided to leave. Why was that? (laughs) I don't. I don't even recall this. I don't know. (laughs) Mike, Mike, you. I remember trying to stand in front of Mike. I I mean, it was right in front of me. It was hard for me to miss, but. Oh yes, Mike. What is? Can we get uh, your opinion of the goal? That uh, as you were in goal, and I believe you may have watched it go by you into <laughs> yeah, the. You, into you the were offside you by, by a good couple <laughs> yards. That that is that is my my thought on the goal. Okay, is that you so were offside by a good couple yards. Now, if we want to talk about me mm-hmm. on that, mm-hmm. I had three options, and I made the worst option there basically i was not one you got up really really well i will agree with david on that because i went expecting the ball to go over your head and just catch it in a nice Mm. little bucket catch Mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. um but of the three options in the end i made the worst call i went there instead of one staying on my line and trying to make a save on it and two coming and potentially clearing you out trying to punch the ball out basically yeah you should have done that one I, I in, in hindsight, yes, I should have, but I did not expect Cody you out, to get yes. up that See, high. You. So I was going to, uh, I, I was moving to catch it, and as soon as I, as soon as I saw where he was, I just kind of stopped and was like, Shit. after after the game, you told me I was I was way off sides, and then I jumped really high, and I believed both of those things, and then I watched the replay. I didn't jump very high. I don't even remember jumping. I don't even think I got off the ground really very high. And I was also, it's questionable of if I was offsides. Several yards I scoff at. Was my toe questionable, inconclusive? Yeah, we can, we can get into that. But several That's a yards. terrible angle on that video, man. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Inconclusive. It's the exact point I'm making here. Um, and and you, you also did get to make one save. I was right there. I was ready to pounce on it. I thought you were going to spill it right into my lap. You made one save. And you got one, you got one punt out of it. I saw that. Yeah, that was. It didn't go very not, far, but no, my I, I hit too, it off you? my hit it off my the hit it off my shin instead of my uh, foot, like I'd wanted to. Well, didn't folks, exactly make the best contact, folks. We all know the game should have been one-one anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone I don't remember missed who missed attempt. that ball at the back post. Absolutely horrible. And Robert, then, after you, you were a bright spot in the Sporting KC media game and were largely invisible in this one. I had two crosses and two corners. That's largely invisible. I'm I watched, insulted. I, I, I watched the highlights, and Robert, in the first 15 seconds, was like the MVP. There was, he, 
he like had an interception <laughs> and a pass and moved it up the field and you in, in another block and like you were all over the, right at the beginning and then and then it didn't happen much. I guess that. my two crosses and two corners didn't count for anything. You looked good all though. Right. You looked formidable. Oh, you okay. were out there. Right. Thad had a good moment too. I had two clearances. One left, one right, because my knees won't be able to handle two on one leg. And I was—I I figured you were—I was setting you up there to to take me down because one this this play right here was a was a pass from mine was was uh, my pass. Okay. I don't know. I was. I don't care. You were just—you were in the zone, huh? Didn't even know that it was from I al- me. I also had a good block where two people came together on the other team, and I ended up knocking the ball away. But I—I I mean, just basically because I got in their way. So I don't even know who they were. It was a good night. Did anyone did anyone embarrass themselves? Maybe Chad because I scored on him. Uh, besides that, if you call that, because he's not here, we, so we can. Chad did his best Ben Sweat imitation. I will give credit where it's due. He had a good game last night. Yeah, yeah. no, last night, but Chad had his best Austin Ben Sweat imitation. But uh, Mike, uh, Mr. Thad Bell, made uh, paid you a compliment after the game. He said, "You know, we shouldn't have had Mike in goal. Where Thad uh, should Mike have played in this match? On the field, man. We should have just had some tall basketball playing." media guy that doesn't know anything about soccer and goal and somebody on the field who can actually move uh, and pass. There you go. You had plenty Robert of Robert could move and pass. That do that. You you yeah. had you had uh We need more. Uh, you had Robert, you had uh Jillian, you had you had a number of people that could we, play we, soccer. Could have had you marking Cody. <laughs> mhm. You know, nobody I, wants that job. I have be a real. bad knee. I don't need to be marking anybody. <laughs> yeah, see, I you're in great I wish shape I could have played. Like, I I would have been more decisive than Mike. It would have either been stand the line and watch the ball go in over my head because I don't jump that well, or, and here's what I would have chosen, clear Cody out. Well, like, see, absolutely just I wasn't bash indec- him because we know he can't take a PK. <laughs> I wasn't indecisive. I just made the wrong decision. Fair, fair. I, I made my decision. I just made the wrong one in the end. Yeah. I should have stayed on my line or gone and cleared Cody out. I was feeling very good. I woke up just floating the next day as well. I was looking at all the pictures and all the video. Genuinely, <laughs> like unsarcastically, that was awesome to score a goal on that field. And there were a bunch of people that were like excited too. I was like looking at the crowd in the picture and there are people that are pumped. And that was that was pretty cool. And I had people walking out of the stadium that were like, hey, you, you scored that goal. So I had people recognize me. It was a great <laughs> night. It was a great I, night. I have, I have one last thing. I So... Cody, it took me a while to figure out. I was like analyzing the film, trying to figure out what the back of your shirt said. Because I thought that you had gone with like <laughs> Codinho or, you know, like whatever. It's your Twitter handle. Yeah. And I'll, I will say all caps, it doesn't come off the same way. It like doesn't look as aesthetically pleasing. And no and, of course. They can't print an and. Well, I don't have an and. That I know, but does. they can't. The, the, oh. the, the at symbol. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I just, given, it needs it needs the three capital letters to to like separate the words out, or it doesn't look right. Given that I direct people to your Twitter handle every podcast to leave negative comments <laughs> if they have them, I would have expected to have recognized it sooner. <laughs> yeah, now now you directed them to give me praise for a goal, and you never forget your first. So, on a little more serious question, though, how much fun was it to go out and play on that field in front of? Thousands of people, whatever the number was, because it was that was your first time, Cody, in a media game on that field, or no, you, no, you no, did no. before. Uh, so. It was sporting, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, just how much fun is it to go out and do that? Yeah, it is really fun, and just 
to note that number was like 10,200 something because the current 95 the current okay yeah 395 the current uh, broke that 10k record and yes it uh it is it is very cool we we line up everyone's in their jerseys yeah. and we walk out and shit talking and yeah it's uh it is unsarcastically very cool it is it is very much if and, i and if i felt like the crowd was cheering and like as as jeers and making fun of these like dumbasses out there then i it would be you know it would be different but no it was uh, it was awesome people like like goals and soccer and it was cool how about you mike the, that, was, that was your first wasn't it uh it, not my field? first uh my first at the stadium at yeah. the at uh children's mercy yes i haven't done a media game since uh, the Comets, I think, and I think I did yeah. one Wizards one back back in the cab days. But yeah. um, no, it was it was fun. It, I mean, I I always enjoyed that stadium. I, I I just love the fact that we've moved beyond the fact of the uh, media personalities picking the ball up and running with it exactly. <laughs> yeah, that we exactly. used to get back in the day. So I'm I'm more than I'm thrilled with with the fact that we've moved on from that the local um, tv news sports guy always picking the ball up and running with it just or the sports it. radio guy it was, it was a radio guy he wasn't even sports radio man he was like a afternoon disc jockey or something uh something lame he was an asshole he did it every single time and the first time i got into a media game i swore if he picked it up i was gonna take him out i was gonna destroy his knees if at all possible for not taking the game seriously i still honestly if i ever recognize him on the street i'm taking him out you know, I just want to. I just wanted you guys to all hear for not taking the game seriously. And last week he was bragging about about not taking the game seriously and handballs. And if he no, kicks that, it out, he throws it in, and he loved it. And making everyone else mad, he loved it. And now he's on the other. That's side taking of the game seriously. <laughs> I want to win. Uh, I, it makes me mad to not win, man. My one comment from yes, it was cool stepping on the field, but the thing that I liked about it was the. I miss team sports. I miss the camaraderie of, of team sports and that, and me and me and Nate locking eyes and having that moment was just that like, moment of love. Yes. It just like, yes, team sports works. Like it, it was just, it felt good to do that again. Yeah. Don't yeah, you play does. kickball every week? Yes, but that's not in, that's not the flat. It's like baseball and baseball is boring. I don't know how you call that a team sport. Everything's individual. You throw it to somebody else. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even. I understand. I'm like really upset on a lot of. I understand baseball is a team sport, but there's a distinction there. You're not like I'm not like you know. You're not running plays and and working off the, of and communicating. There's a lot more something. individuality in baseball than there is in soccer and uh, other sports. Thank you, Mike. I was floundering. I was floundering there, and I'm he was not, the only I'm one that sure supported Cristiano me. I'm not sure Cristiano Ronaldo would agree. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> well, but but the thing is, you. Cristiano Ronaldo would agree because I'm being look, sarcastic, look, okay. Mike. Don't take it too serious. <laughs> well, the the I mean to play to your point a little bit. Uh, the the picture that comes to my mind when you say that is the I think it was the Copa Cent, uh, Centario, the tournament where they where uh, Concacaf and uh, Conmebol played in the u.s the final i think chile and argentina and there's the photo of messi between like seven chilean players and it's like messi would have it, it with teammates messi would have a world cup he'd have he'd have more than his one copa america that he has basically it is it, in baseball you can get away i mean 
again, using a reference, the Giants won, the main reason the Giants won the World Series against the Royals was because of Madison Bumgarner that year. That that was the main reason, basically. You in, in baseball, you have a lot more. It, it can come down to one person more than soccer. And now we're a baseball podcast. Yeah, and I never want to talk that much about baseball ever again. That's <laughs> way more baseball than we're ever going to talk on this show. Uh, let's talk about the actual game and when the current made it 11 in a row. Because, you know, this show likes talking about the current. We've been talking a lot more about the current. And we're going to continue talking more about the current. Don't you think, probably, Thad? I think currently we talk a fair amount about the current. And we had yeah. a couple of very current-specified pods last week, didn't we? Yeah. We, we got to interview the president of the team. We've been learning about the, the players of this new team. And, 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 and I give you shit once in a while just to... Because it's more of it's not as much directed as you as 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 is some fans who don't pay attention, and I'm just kind of using you as the the puppet. Yes, as, as a exactly. Scapegoat. It's a it's 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 satire. Are we explaining satire? That's what the, that's what we do. It's satire. You're we're you're that's, that's you're way too complicated me. for me. That's way too intellectual for me to understand. <laughs> well, dedicated intellectuals that would understand this what satire is. Yes, that's what we do. Uh, we're, we're taking a lot of people are not familiar with women's soccer and specifically this team. It is a new team. Yes, they've been around last year. Yes, I'm aware. But it's a new team. We're learning about them. We're taking the audience on a trip with us to learn about them and advocating for the league and the team. And we're excited about it. And it's fun. We're learning about it. And we are working on even more pod content for them. Uh, we currently have Cindy that does hers with her friend. I don't know their name, but... Cindy and this other person does a very a, a, a t- current only podcast, and we kind of mix in because I, I I sneak in comet stuff once in a while, college stuff, national team stuff, you know, because we do mostly focus on SKC on this pod, but we try to cover a lot of our other stuff, which is why it's the shades of blue, the shades of blue, exactly. There's multiple soccer teams, and no, we don't. We, it is definitely SKC heavy, but yeah, we've been. The, the team has been playing well, and we've been talking a lot more about the current, and it's an exciting time, and so we're going to keep talking about it. And them. if you haven't listened to those interviews that Thad and Cody did last week, both of them excellent interviews, very uh, informative and, and fun. Yes, Allison Howard, team president, she's very impressive. I really, really like her. She's, yeah. like, um, she's one of the most – there's a lot of very impressive people with that organization, mm-hmm. but when I talk to her, she makes me enthused oh, yeah. that they are going to succeed, even if the team was poor just the way she talks there are people that you that you just talk to every now and then and there you just you know like they're operating on a like a very high level of efficiency and that they're important and they know what they're doing and they just she just carries herself very well and and i think the the team is in really good hands and then sometimes there's people you talk to that you just get the feeling that no matter how much they talk <laughs> you, t- you don't have any impression that they know what they're doing but and i don't think you're implying that danny welniak was the other one the other no no no, no she's amazing wonderful yeah I mean, one of I the other very impressive people at the team there <laughs> and, and yeah a longtime friend of the show so. and thanks to danny for putting the media game together too heck so. yes and yes. giving me the highlight of my life <laughs> yeah danny jeff everybody else Okay. Anyway. One uh, one thing I, I I got from listening to those, and I don't know how much we should be referencing our own pod and how great it is, but you guys did do a good job. Um, Thank you. The energy that Danny and Allison had, uh, and like that excitement, and I feel like the buzz kind of around the team right now, 
it reminds me a lot of sporting around the time of the rebrand. Like oh, there's yeah. just kind of this like insurgency and like a lot of like just buzz and, and, and you could tell like they were something special was coming. Um, building a new and stadium. I think, I think sporting's lost that a little bit. Um, a lot. You know, as much as that, it, it's, it doesn't quite have the same vibes that it did 10 years ago uh, of this like new, exciting up and coming like thing. Right. Um, but the current have kind of taken that over. Listen to those, those pods, listen to Allison talk, listen to Danny talk made me really excited. Um, I don't get to consume the current as much as, um, Cindy and, and Chad and Thad. Uh, but it was definitely cool to hear like all these plans and all this ambition, um, from Chris and Angie long. It's super cool. It's great for the city. It's great for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are a goofy show. Like we, we talk about tacos and burritos and like, that's what we argue about on this show. If we're ever going to argue that, yeah, we're, we're never going to talk. I, we never promised this show was for intellectuals. So we're going to be goofy. We're, <laughs> we're going to be goofy. When we're talking about the team. I'm going to say dumb things like I do when I, when I talk about sporting and, and SKC too, but we're all, uh, we're, we're learning about this. We're, we're trying to grow the team, grow knowledge of the team. Yeah. I'm going to learn, and maybe we will uh, inform some of our uh, fans as well. And I do think that we do try to talk tactics and yes. actual yes. soccer stuff, but it's it's intermixed with being a little goofy, a little stupid, a little just guys hanging out, chatting yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. That is the that is the uh, embodies the entire show right there, and we're going to do the same thing for the current. And, and there is a little bit of... Uh, tension sometimes between how trying to do more fun versus trying to do more serious but it's not always going to be perfect but we try and yeah hey we're not exactly seasoned professionals at this yet but i think we're getting better every every couple months if not every day just people hanging out talking about soccer it's fun well speaking of the current as far as tactics and things very well coached team uh, I like the way they play, very disciplined, but also you know explosive in the right moments. And uh, they controlled much of that game. I thought Angel yeah. City was a very explosive team. They were dangerous on the attack. But uh, obviously, the current uh, tactics worked and uh, got the draw, comeback draw. The comeback draw. It was, it was frustrating there for a while. That, like you said, it did seem like they deserved something out of that, and it didn't feel like they were going to for – I guess it actually wasn't that long. They got that – they got the yeah, it was, response. It, it was actually like four or five minutes or something. No, it wasn't it, as long it, as it sounded, but the the five. frustration was the fact that they we you felt they should have had three points basically. Right. They, honestly, they should have had they should have had three points arguably wrapped up before we had to go downstairs for the media game. Well, yeah, that's very <laughs> true, Mike. We talked about that on our walkover because <laughs> they yeah they they should have. I mean, Hamilton had two glorious chances in the before so. We had for those that are listening that don't know, we had to head into the uh, media room around the 25th minute to uh, head down to get ready for the game. So, just an idea of where the game was when we left to go get ready was after Hamilton had missed those two really good chances that they'd created, and they'd controlled the entire game up to that point. Um, so, you you would have felt they. The, the disappointment is not in the fact that they they got a draw. It was the fact that they couldn't get all three and didn't have the game wrapped up by halftime, basically. 
Yeah, and it just seemed like the the goal that they scored, it kind of came out of nowhere. Now, I was in the cauldron, so that's never an analytical place to watch the game. <laughs> but, <coughs> but uh, yeah, it just seemed like that goal, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. One cross, one loopy header into the goal, and, like, and oh, crap, we're about to lose. Actually, I think it was much like the one that you scored on Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing because – I said mine yeah. was better, but whatever. It's a goal! <laughs> well, speaking of the goal, a different thing I want to talk about not related to the goal. Um, I personally haven't watched as much of the current as I would like to. Just I'm not going to pay for Paramount Plus right now, so I don't <laughs> get to watch all the games. But I was – scared every time AD got the ball at her feet because there were two or three opportunities in the first half and another couple in the second half where she got the ball played back to her and she was pressed by the one an angel city forward and almost lost the ball two three times at least and so I don't know if that's normally happened or if that was just angel city high pressing that caused it, but I was scared more than once. And maybe I'm used to, maybe, it, like I said, maybe it's a high press, but she did not look comfortable with the ball at her feet last night or Friday night. I do think that was one of her worst games for that in at least a little while. And, and just kind of looking at the season overall, I think it kind of felt like early in the season she was not up to her normal standards. And then she kind of... Uh, just consistently got better and better as the team got better. But I also think the last couple games she's been a little bit more shaky with handling the ball at her feet, and maybe it is just the other team's pressure or there's something else going on. Um, You know, early in the year I thought maybe because I know her and her wife had had a baby and they had – that takes a lot out of people. I mean, I've seen that with a lot of players around the world, men and women, so – that sometimes distracts them for a while, and they, they, they're not quite as good. So I didn't know if that was maybe what was going on early in the season, but she seemed to be better throughout most of the season, like the, the middle part of the season. But there were for a while I thought that perhaps she would actually end up losing her job to the backup, Cassie. And I thought we deserved all three points just for Lowe's celebration. <laughs> would you describe that celebration? <laughs> And well, I guess I liked it so much because I didn't know I hadn't seen that it was kind of a, of a trend. I, she's one of the first to pile on. I will give her that. She's very early on the trend, but uh, it's the, the the limping to a, a certain place and then it turning it into a twerk. I liked it. It was good. She basically did that right in front of me. It's from the the Savannah Bananas. Give them credit. A, a minor league baseball team that uh, that started this trend of the limp twerk. I this believe is a baseball started. heavy pod. Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even mean to do that. But their name is uh, their name is the Savannah uh, Bananas. That's a funny name. That was for content right there. Well, let me ask: If Roger scores a goal, does he pull out the exact same celebration? Oh, he has to. That's the rule. No, he has to. I, I I think it was only if he had scored uh, last night. It could. Do yeah. you pull it out? I, I think now the moment's passed. If he'd have yeah. scored, if he'd have scored Sunday night, absolutely, he absolutely one percent needed to pull that out. Okay, so just on the on the record, I asked him that in the locker room if he was if he was going to do the same celebration, and it was so loud in there I could not actually hear his answer. But the look he gave me led me to believe that no, he was not going to do that. Celebration. Not going to happen. 
Roger Espinosa is not a twerker. You're telling me. <laughs> and not that it has to be a PK, but to, to in be, what world does fair, Roger take to, PKs to for fair, sporting? <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure Kai Kamara got fined for twerking earlier this season when he scored a goal. Or was oh, it last really? season? That's funny. Yeah. I'm mean pretty the, sure Kamara did get fined for that. The third highest goal scorer in MLS. Injury? I was just going to say that. Is that new? Did he? Does that? Did that happen this weekend? He, he, he broke. Ash he broke Jeff his Cunningham. tie with Cunningham yep. over the weekend. Well, good job, to take Kai. Sole possession of third. See it's if you follow the league, Cody. <laughs> I actually watched. I watched uh, a couple. I watched the Columbus and Atlanta game because it was on. Because the it was on, and the right, sporting exactly. game hadn't started yet. <laughs> it was the lead into the sporting game. <laughs> Only kinda. I turned on FS1, and they stuck me with. Uh, Atlanta and and Columbus still. I had to log yeah, on and watch what a, what the app. Mess that was, that was because switched, of uh, weather delay. They like switched midway in the game and pushing kickoffs back, and it was what, what a mess. Can can we just watch our teams that we want to watch? I wish this was all easy. And that that sucked because I want I a lot of times I like to come home and put the game on and rewatch it, you know, because I've recorded it or if it's on some, a streaming, I'll do that. But that sucked. So, but I, then I noticed it was on at one to three in the morning, so I hit record and went to sleep. And also on that note, Mike, the current make it very easy to watch. I don't. What? How much is Paramount Plus? It's cheap, right? There's some good stuff on Paramount Plus. In addition <laughs> I have to NWSL, cable. Syria. I have the Hulu, Disney, uh, ESPN package. I have Netflix. And so, what do you do oh, in Champions Netflix. League? I'm pretty sure I have something else. What do you do when well? Champions League starts? I w- I watch in Spanish. Is that, I watch the on, game that's on in Spanish. Oh. Where it's uh, like TV or something? Un poco. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Cancun next week, guys. Again? <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah, you're going to be burnt. Cody, are you excited to watch Man City not win the Champions League again this year? <laughs> With the way they're playing, what makes you say that? Have you have you seen Erling Holland play? Why? How do we get on this already? What have you done? You're derailing the show. <laughs> That's his job. Uh, yeah, that's. Just if it's not him, it's small me. Small digs at your team. I'm just saying. That I'll leave it with this. Everyone, the the joke with the the Champions League. Get it in while you still can. Rack them up all you can. Your your time is running out. <laughs> so back to the current. They made a big trade today. Yes, they did. You know what it is, Cody? Yes, Victoria Pickett was four. traded for two uh, hundred thousand. And, and two hundred thousand uh, what? Um, <laughs> dollars, I believe, is the currency that we use. <laughs> Allocation money. Oh well, that's the same thing, right? I thought it was. The, I thought it was the dollars and something else. Oh, and a first round draft pick. Potential first round draft pick. There we go. It's it's a condi- there's a conditional pick thing in there. It's a little bit weird, but you know who? She yeah, yeah. Cody to? doesn't read the Blue Testament. Whatever. It took me a second to get it up. Go on. You know who she was traded to? She was traded to. The Gotham City, New York, New Jersey. Oh, I did that the wrong way. New Jersey, New York, Gotham. FC. FC. Yeah, correct. Yet it's another singular name in NWSL, which bothers me. So actually, it's a kind of a big deal. That a quick analysis of the trade? Yes, it's kind of a big deal. Let's hear about it. Uh, $200,000 for a player who wasn't always getting full-timing games that was a second-round draft pick to begin with is is a lot of money and i mean a two hundred thousand and a first round pick for a second round pick who doesn't play full-time 
when they acquired Lynn Williams, obviously she's hurt and didn't play very much this year, but a, a full, you know, national teams, you know, a frequent starter on the national team, NWSL scoring leader and all that stuff, they paid $200,000 for her. What, I mean, why did they pay $200,000 for a player that is not in that caliber unless they really think she can turn into that? And from my point of view, she's not. She's a really decent midfielder, dribbles well, doesn't score much, doesn't assist much, needs to be a little bit smarter on how she, you know, she'll dribble, 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 and then get stopped. She needs to make that final decision a little bit better, and maybe she turned into that player then, but she's not now. So it seems like a lot of money for a player who's not at that high of a level yet. A lot of money and a draft pick. Yeah. And they have a bunch of draft picks, right? Like eight. Like one first, three second, one third, three fourth, and with uh, Hugh Williams as the director of soccer operations and their GM, Cammie Levins. Can't remember the other part of her last name. Apologize. But uh and the draft actually means something in this league. It's like worth something. Big time, yeah. They can they you can rebuild a team with the draft pretty easily. I mean it, it'll take you a couple of years for them to mature, but a lot of the good players on Kansas City Current were drafted this year or last year. Elise Bennett has been a, a really good attacking option. Alex Loera was drafted the year before but stayed in college because of the COVID exception. She's been a starting defender, a starting D-mid when Desiree was up with Canada. Um, Jenna Weinbrenner was a early starter all the time. Uh, now, like, Izzy Rodriguez coming off the bench. You know, these are all players that are first-year players. So, yeah, you can really get a lot of boost from getting a good draft. 11 unbeaten for the Kansas City Current. And how about that crowd, huh? And 10,000 plus, well yeah, done. Just the noise them. they made was impressive as well. But to, <laughs> hey, just to wrap up, if we're wrapping up the current here, Cody, I don't know if we're or not, but uh, I really like kind of what is their mantra. It was mentioned a couple of times in the pods you guys did. Uh, it's not a moment, it's a movement. I think it's a really good philosophy for them, and, and it's true. They're, they're making a movement and making big change here in Kansas City for women's soccer. Yeah, it, it, even if you're not as much interested in the team, you have to acknowledge that uh, what they're doing will be setting a standard, building a standard, whatever, however really, whatever catchphrase you want to use for it. But the first women's soccer-specific stadium, uh, just a lot of the things they're doing is making that impressive leap that will have everybody else have to step up to follow. So they could be a worldwide leader in women's sports in this town. And I remember last year, Hugh was telling me that he expected uh, Chris and Allie Long, the two primary owners, along with Brittany Mahomes, that he ex he expected them to be big players in women's soccer going forward. And I think he was very, very accurate. Sporting Kansas City. Four to one fun. win. That was fun. It's that been was a very lot more fun. fun these last three games, hasn't it? <laughs> Even the loss. <laughs> Four to one over the Portland Timbers. Three first half goals, three games with three games straight, scoring three goals in the first half. MLS first, record. First MLS team to do that. That's not bad. It's almost like we're improving. For, for a team that scored 19 goals in their first 24 games to then score 11 in their last three, I mean, it, it's amazing what you can do when you have a center forward that can actually score goals 
That's a, another interesting stat that was pointed out last night was Willie Agata is only two points off the golden boot leader for Sporting Kansas City. Oh, he's really? only played five <laughs> games. <laughs> he, he's two behind Russell. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Russell's played how many games versus Willie? Yeah. And Willie's played 348 minutes. Johnny's played 2,100. Shallowy's <laughs> played just under 2,000. Or, yeah, just under 2,000. But I tell you what, guys, I mean, you know, you you watch Willie play and you think, I think he's kind of this type of guy. You see his celebrations, you see the way he behaves in the field. And then last night, I had the fortune to be able to, you know, be in the locker room and interview him. And he's exactly the way I thought he was going to be. He's so, such a bundle of energy. He's always smiling. Yeah. He was looking me in the eye practically the whole time we were well, talking. And yeah, he's just a fun guy. He's a great guy. He was kind of eating well, it up being interviewed, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, he's he's what uh, not he he's been na- he's been given Doyle's face of the week basically two times in the last three weeks when yeah, Doyle right. does his uh, post weekend recap basically of every single game he he he's gotten the he he's been Doyle because of his smile he's gotten Doyle's face of the week the L A win and then this win basically so he he just looks like he's having fun out there exactly which he is. is at times, something it feels like this team has lacked this year, which obviously winning cures cure, cures all ills, basically, in, in soccer. But, I mean, he ju- yeah, he just looks like he's having fun. And it which, just which, feels it feels right. It feels good just knowing that there's a guy on the team that if he's given a chance, he'll, he'll poke it home. And I think it's ironic, too, that the two guys we sign are almost complete opposites in that way. Not that Tommy's not doesn't have a personality or anything, but he's very straightforward mm-hmm. and very businesslike. So it's it's interesting combination. I mean that 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 almost feels stereotypical German. I was going to say he's it? German. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we don't want to stereotype, but yeah, it is definitely a very typical stereotypical German efficiency, German. just like the national team. They're they're a system and businesslike, just like you said. That reflects in his game, I'm and all that explains God, that the goal. world, right? That goal? To, to, are you kidding me? That was that was just it was satisfying. You're you talking know about that, Tommy's goal? Yes, you know that just felt so good off of his foot. Just there's one of those like, just you know the second it it leaves your foot that it just feels right. It's going in all the way. It just jogs to the corner. Oh, it was so beautiful. That's so a beautiful he, thing to see. Each part of that play was great. There was Zusi with the ball over the top which was a great ball to Agata. Agata had awesome hold-up play. Yeah. Um, lays it off with perfect weight to Tommy. And then credit for Tommy for taking it one time. I think a lot of guys would have taken a touch yeah, and allowed well, the defense to recover. And he one took time a one-time like 25 curler. yards out or like how far it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. He, he knocked know, it home like he was at the six-yard box, but it was like 25 <laughs> yards out. Yeah, awesome technique. And I think really courageous to take it one time. I mean, we got to give Zuzi credit. I mean, the man plays amazing balls in, amazing crosses. Uh, Did he know, get a hockey assist? He's been doing his whole career. But, uh, he, yeah. He, yeah, he got a hockey assist on that one. Nice. He had two assists last night. Yes. How about Willie's second goal, though? I mean, he talked about in the post-game conference with us uh, that uh, – Sweat and him kind of locked eyes, kind of like, you know, you and Nate did, Cody. And he's like, Sweat knew that I was going to change my run. And what Willie does is he changes his pace. You know, he's jogging along with a defender or or running, whatever you want to call it. And then he looks at Sweat and then he bolts into the space and Sweat plays the ball just perfectly. Yeah, it was a perfect ball from Ben Sweat, admittedly. Yeah. 
we finally took it easier on him last podcast and look what happens. <laughs> he doesn't move. No, actually one of the things that we like one of the only times we've spoken positive about Ben Sweat this year has been mentioning like a, a couple good crosses. He seems to be one of the only ones that is sending in like really good crosses like that. And yeah, that that play it was just it was it was the beautiful game in motion and like it, like I said, he's just riding on that confidence, and you knew the second the ball went in there that Willie was going to poke it home, you know? I think I was actually defending Sweat last pod. I mean, not saying that he did everything perfect because he didn't, but just that he's a guy that's, you know, over 30, so, you know, coming off of a, a injury and not being able to play a lot and then mm-hmm. now being forced into a bunch of games and terrible weather and heat and all that stuff. And, yeah, I mean, you're not – he may not be he may not be ninety minute fit, but he's out there giving everything, man. So that, I was right. always, I was happy for the the effort that he gave, even though he was caught walking back on one of those plays. So. Yeah, uh, and I just want to say here, I'm a fan of Willie Agata. I no, feel like no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like all I said was I am not a fan of uh, some flopping on the field. I don't like I don't like faking of injuries. And yes, he is. He is very. He's very new. He's got plenty of time to grow, and he's still pretty young. So it's, yeah, he's got plenty of time to learn the league and grow and get better. Uh, I I dis I disagree with the statement that anytime we don't heap undeniable praise on these players, that that means we are a hater of them. <laughs> I am not a hater of Willie Gata. I like Willie Gata. Well, you you were no, very you, negative you on his shithousery or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I mean, on, I know on Robert specifically the faking of injuries. Yes, there Robert was one and I were that was dis- egregious. disagreeing heavily on the one where he was undercut and fell on his tailbone. Yeah, we were, but I couldn't talk to the other ones because I didn't really see those. Yeah, so. the under the undercut one. Whatever. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I believe I walked that one that one back to a certain extent. Yeah, a little bit. But there there is one there's one play I'm like that was that was egregious of him laying on the ground blank face and then he started screaming and it was it was like it was not a good look and that's fine to mention it on a freaking podcast because i didn't like the way it looked he's a good player i love all the goals this is great i'm very excited about this well we had mentioned last week and you brought it up that you know there are a couple of finishes that have been questionable the one mm-hmm. where it took three or two whatever you want to call it and then uh you know in this game he, he straight had that early chance he had that early chance that uh you know David, you mentioned that about Tommy. He hit it first time. If Willie had hit his ball first time early in the game and not uh, held on to the ball, he probably would have had a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, you know, We had an interesting discussion on the site, thebluetestament.com, by the way, uh, about is Willie a MLS starting caliber number nine or is he a backup? And, you know, certainly when Polito's healthy, he's going to be a backup um, or a rotational piece. But, um, I had kind of joined with Cody and some of these finishes were not necessarily convincing. Um, they'd been going in, which is great. And you got to put yourself in the position, to actually do it. And you got to put it on, on frame. Um, but then he but had some, two convincing goals in this last game. So, <laughs> but, and, and specifically the first one, um, you know, it's certainly the bigger highlight because just of the nature of it. But what was interesting to me was his body control and his ability to, Oh yeah, because if you watch where that ball actually is when he strikes it, oh, it's he behind has him. To yeah, rotate. Yeah, you know his hips around. He has to be able to get his hips around, keep his foot on top of it. Um, it's amazing the strength he got on on that ball just from where he was taking that shot. Yeah, so it, you know, um, these were these were in my opinion better goals and and really promising. In in the second one, while not as flashy. You know that's a great run and a really solid finish, Strikers which is what goal. I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. It, which is what you're looking for is, 
you know, yeah, Eric Tommy's goal was also really cool. You're not going to consistently put those in. But if you make runs like Willie did on his second goal, if you're consistently making that run, you are going to score 10 to 12 goals a year in this league. And well, Fonzie and got one. Second in a row. I love a good center back goal, you guys. And, and Fonzie is <laughs> like the nicest guy on the team, happiest taxi, guy on the team. Taxi, taxi. Oh, so happy, so happy that he got one. It was a rocket. That the, who, uh, what's his name on the broadcast? Said he was like a miss hit that worked out. I don't think so. No. I think he just turned and gunned. Like, that was a great I, shot. I've seen him do that in practice, man. That's a couple of weeks ago. He dribbled in a – it was a small-sided game, but, I mean, he dribbled through a bunch of people, took a, a great shot. He scores, and everybody starts calling him Taxi because the guy from D.C., right? Taxi Taxi Fontes, Fontes, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he kind of, like, has a little bit of a sheepish grin, you know, because he's not – he's never he's not gonna, he's not the kind of guy that's just going to eat that up, right? I mean, he just – No, he, and he you can it, see but. that because later on in the game, he was dribbling. He dribbled through a couple guys. He uh -huh, was lining yeah. it up. The shoulder was dropping. It looked like he was about to swing. And I think it was just – he was like, oh, no, I'm a center back. I've already scored. I can't be up here. <laughs> it's like – I just – I could hear it, like him going in his head. Like he's such a nice guy that it's like, oh, no, I need to pass this. I've already scored. I can't do this again. Yeah, we asked him about that in the locker room, and he did that at sheepish grin. I was like, yeah, maybe I should have shot. <laughs> I saw him today at lunch. Yeah, uh, I saw that. my wife's birthday, and I'm on paternity leave, and so we had uh, – we went out to lunch and ran in him at the French Market in Prairie Village. Excellent calves. Terrific calves in person. Oh, really? Okay, there you go. Yeah, Good strong insight. calf game. Good insight there on the, on the street team we got from David here. <laughs> and right. yes, David, by the way, congratulations. Paternity, you just dropped that in there. Yes. Paternity leave. Thank you for Thank uh, you. still joining it while you're while you're uh, fighting the battles of, of parenthood. It's probably his only relief right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Escape. So I, I want to go back to Agata for a second. Um, no, pra praise me for having a child first, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, well. <laughs> but no, um, we, we moved on to Fontas, but back to Agata, that you, 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 you'd asked if he was an MLS starting quality forward and five goals in four league games is fantastic or however many league games he's what, but appearances, the the thing that'll be interesting will be now that there's game film, now that there's a trend of how he plays, how will that affect mm -hmm. how teams defend him? But the plus side of that is that should, in theory, open up many more opportunities for Shallowy and Russell on the wings because you now have a forward that teams have to scout and game plan for when it comes to their preparations for the game when how to deal with Kansas City's attack and you can't you, you can shut all three down if you want to but it's a lot harder to shut down three players that are coming at you in different ways than it is to shut down Johnny Russell two players on the wing basically exactly. it's a lot harder when you have a guy in the middle who will cause you problems if you don't take care of him how about this and analysis from the Shades of Blue Soccer Show? Teams are a lot better when you have a striker. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, hey, I completely agree with you and uh, knew exactly where you were going to go with that. But, hey, I think Tommy's getting lost in the shuffle here. Right. He's made such yeah. a big difference in that midfield. No, Tommy has helped the midfield out immensely as well yeah. in, in, in be, being another threat out of the midfield, basically. I mean, he he's, he, he's able to dictate play and he's able to 
put defenders on their heels. I mean, the uh, going back to his goal, he left Erickson or not Erickson Williamson, uh, er- Eric Williamson uh, in his like. Williamson all of a sudden saw the ball, saw Legata laying the ball off and was miles behind Tommy by that point. And I know Williamson is the uh, fave of a lot of people in the MLS uh, community right now as a national team player, but he just got left in the dust by Tommy on that goal. It's like he turned and he's like, oh, he's gone. (laughs) And then the ball's in the net and I'm still five yards behind him. Yeah, I mean, he's no uh, Lucas Zellerayan, he's no Emmanuel Reynoso, he's no Hani Mukhtar, but uh, he's certainly an elevation from what we've had, and it yeah. certainly does and, make teams worry about him. Yeah, and, well, and I think it's something we not don't have to discuss it tonight because the season's not over, but I think it's, there are going to be a lot of questions about this team, Not not that there weren't already, but with how Tommy's playing, with how Agata's playing, there are going to be a lot of questions about how this team is going to look to start next season with how the midfield is right now with players returning with where they're going to add players. There's going to be a lot of discussion about how this team will look in 2023. And one of those questions is about the keeper between the pipes. And we have to talk about Jonathan Pulse camps. What, what is this face? Mike didn't like my between the pipes. No, 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 no. I was going to say, look at that segue. Look at that great segue right, right there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, so Pulse Camp had, had a double save of the season, I think. I don't know how he saved that. The second one was in the far upper reaches of the upper 90. I don't think you can get any more upper 90 than that. He was backtracking on his heels. That was It was absolutely glorious. Well, it was his presence of mind in the moment to even start getting there, and he saw it coming. And he got and he got to take out one of the Chara brothers. So (laughs) it was just great all around. (laughs) That's bonus points no matter what. Yeah, no, that that was a fantastic save. I I while the save is fantastic and that's the highlight. I'm still Blanco didn't even look at that shot. He just hit that first time. That that the the, like I, I know we're praising. Pulse camp for the goal, but I can't not praise Blanco for that one time putting that ball towards the upper 90 from about 30 yards out first time, basically. It was a fantastic shot and a better save. By oh, the, the highlight is just so beautiful. Blanco's yeah. pretty good at that in at uh, Sporting Park, though, isn't he? Yeah, I was yes, just about to say, he scored, he kind of did, it was from kind of the same spot. It wasn't yeah, as not, difficult of a, of a shot he was making, but yeah, that was kind of from the same spot that he uh, eliminated Sporting Kansas City, one of the better <laughs> Sporting Kansas City teams of the last decade, honestly, uh, from the playoffs. And yeah, Pulse Camp gave uh, gave him a nod in the post game conference too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was that was an impressive hit. It was an impressive hit, but uh, my save was better. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're praising a keeper. I'm just trying to make sure that we have this on record. You're praising a keeper. Yes, and I would like to put this on record at mentioning. I do give credit where credit is due. I just don't give credit for, quote-unquote, making yourself big when someone just shoots the ball at your chest. You're never going to hear me give credit for that. But, yes, I love I love good keeper saves when, when there's athleticism involved and diving and stretching out. And, yes, I love it. 
There's that also clip. one that he did in the second half where he just like he oh, stuck yeah. his arm out, just in in hand right on it. I mean, maybe that's a little bit lucky being in the exact right spot, but he was in the exact right spot. Yeah, that was a it, yeah not an amazing save, but he stuck his arm out and made a uh, kept his a strong arm, and yeah, that, that was that was good. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm not just a hater. Wow. I just I, I don't do things on the show for content. You're only I, saying this because we're going to talk to him tomorrow. Yeah, we are going to talk to Pulse Camp tomorrow, and yeah, we I should. We should mention we did kind of we we're, we were questioning Pulse Camp in the podcast before this before this game, on um, you know we, that question was coming up on we've gotten a good look at him has he impressed us the way we've wanted to and and yeah and then he comes out and uh, and did that he got robbed of the of the shutout there at the very end didn't exactly he? yeah that was disappointing he did he did make bench of the team of the week but yay bench of the team of the week and someone was that Agata got team of the week first team okay yeah. And like face of the face of the league or something, what Mike just said. I didn't know <laughs> face that of one. the week. Doyle's yeah. face of the week. Oh, Doyle. Oh no. Yeah, the more the more we discuss Doyle, the sadder I get. Um <laughs> Pools Camp Pools Camp is a pretty solid shot stopper, which Mike, you can tell us more because you actually played the position, but seems like it's easier to learn how to distribute the ball. Um and play out of the back the way that Peter's gonna want to than it would be to learn how to be a shot stopper. You know, you mentioned with um, Million as PKs about how he just got insane reflexes. Um, that was, stuff, was I feel like, of, you know, you can't really teach. Was playing out of the back, uh, did that exist when, when you were banging? That's kind of a new thing, right? It, uh, the, the amount of playing out of the back, yeah. But no, I distribution is something that is a it's easier to coach than the instincts of positioning and it's easier to coach than just reactionary and reflexes basically. So in, in what you're asking, yeah, that it's easier to, to teach distribution than it is, Hey, you need to do this quicker. Okay. What are we missing from this game? We've talked about all the goals Shout outs to we we even gave a shout out to Ben Sweat. Um, we covered all the current stuff. I think we've done uh, we're, we're at over fifty minutes here. I think we've got a full night, a full pod in the books. So mathematically, Sporting's still in it. Yes, um, that is going correct. for it. Clearly, same lineup three games in a row. I am pretty confident Peter will throw the same lineup out uh, this weekend. Mathematically, this- still in it. This weekend, Sporting can actually get off the bottom of the Western Conference now, too. We're trying to climb out of the west uh, out of the Western Conference cellar. No longer the wooden spoon, but things are things are looking very good. There's reasons to like and watch this team at the, at the as the season wraps up. I have a question. I want to do it for the content. We're creating hashtag content here to mm. steal something from Andy Edwards. What was the deal with Roger getting subbed out? Did you did anybody else see the like? Peculiar body language. Ooh, no. Yeah, like he didn't. came off and he and Vermees had like a an interaction. Um, I don't know. I missed this. I missed it as well. My my comment would be, I mean, it's basically been when around that time that Espinosa's been getting subbed off for the last three games, basically. He he goes between fifty five and sixty five ish minutes basically, and then Hernandez comes in to close the game out. It's how it's how Vermes has played him the last 
month or so of the season. And, and at this point of the year, it's kind of how you want to play your 36-year-old uh, or almost 36-year-old veteran midfielder. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's exactly how you – I mean, if you're going to start him, you want to have him go no more than 60 and have a young guy come in and run his ass off. You sure it wasn't because he was upset because he wouldn't get to do his uh, torque celebration after he scored a goal? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I think that has wrapped it up for us, right? Any uh, any final thoughts, Dad? It's a goal! Cody Bradley of the Blue Tester with the header, putting Team Anything to shake this foot